All right. On today's show, I'm joined by a very special guest. He is Vernon Hamilton. He is the assistant coach for LSU men's basketball team. Coach, how are you doing today? Doing good. Dude, it's good. It's good. How are you holding up during these COVID times, coach? Uh, I'm hanging in there. Um, you know, luckily I was able to get both of my shots now, so it won't quite be as intense for me as it was during the season where I was getting tested every other day. Um, and in the NCAA tournament every day. So, you know, right now it's good to, you know, kind of have a, you know, the freedom to not have to go over to the gym, you know, every day just to do testing. Yeah, that's, that's nice. I mean, that's got to be tough too, to get tested every day. How was that? Like that must, that must stink. That's got to be a it little bit was, I mean, you know, cause I mean, just between, you know, the little bit of time you have, um, you know, you had to make sure you were either over at, you know, football at their facility over at basketball, they're usually at about three different locations. I mean, all relatively close, but you know, it was a part of our daily routine and, um, you know, fortunate for us, you know, we only ran into a case one time this entire season. Well, actually, well, coach got it one time and then uh, <laughs> our starting point guard, Javante, got it. But uh, we learned a valuable lesson quick because our starting point guard, uh, our starting two, three, four, they all live in the apartment together. So when one of them got it, you know, we were like, okay, we can't have them rooming together anymore this season because <laughs> if that happens again, it's a good chance we may lose with those four guys out. Yeah, it's spread like wildfire too. to want to take that risk at all. <laughs> I, uh, well, that's amazing that you guys were able to get through with, uh, you know, just one or two cases overall. I mean, between Coach and uh, Javante, that's that's really amazing. Uh, Coach, but before we talk about your coaching career at LSU and how you got started, I really want to know, how did you get into basketball and how did you know basketball was your sport? Oh, you know, my dad introduced me to it at an early age. Um, as long as I can remember, I remember either having a ball in my hand, dribbling through the hallways in my house growing up or, you know, joining the local Y team. And then from there, you know, the middle school, you know, the AAU teams. And, you know, it's just something I've always been passionate about and loved. So, you know, coaching I knew was going to be the next step for me. That's awesome. That's great. And go ahead, Josh. All right, so uh, I have a question. What is your recruiting process like, and uh, how did you end up at Clemson? So for me, I knew I wanted to play in the ACC um, at that time. Um, you know, now, you know, I think the SEC is, a, you know, a very powerful conference, you know, as well. But um, point guards were very heavy in the ACC back when I played. I think almost every guard that I played against got drafted between Chris Paul, Raymond Felton, Chris Duhon, Jerry Jack. Um, it was a pretty stacked conference back then. So I knew, you know, for the maximum amount of exposure and to play against, you know, some of the best guards, I knew that, hey, if I could go there and hold my own or stand out that, you know, it would give me a good chance to get into the next level as well. That's awesome. That's, that's amazing. And you able to, you know, it sounds like you're going from one tiger to another tiger, going from Clemson Tigers <laughs> to LSU Tigers. Um, what was that, you know, the time, like you were really known for your defense at, at, in the ACC. Well, how was it to, how did you really lock in on defense and become such a great defender? You know, I, I knew that it was something that, you know, it could, you know, constantly keep me on the floor. Um, it would always have an impact on the game. So, you know, for me, it was, you know, defense. And, you know, once I saw myself, you know, really starting to, you know, read opposing offenses, you know, very well. And, you know, really I could game plan on certain guys that I knew we could, we'd want to concentrate on shutting down. And, you know, it allowed me to lead the, lead the ACC in scoring, I mean, excuse me, in steals. And then, you know, I finished my career. Uh, top five in ACC history in steel. So it was, it was a big accomplishment for sure. That's amazing. That's, that's so awesome. And go ahead, Josh. Now saying all of this, who do you think the toughest guy you've ever guarded is? 
in college, um, I have to give it over to my guy, JJ Riddick. Uh, you know, he's, he was unstoppable. I mean, you know, he was one of those guys that he was chasing you all four or five screens. He was great at drawing fouls, even back then. Uh, he was obviously hated in college basketball. So, you know, he was booed throughout the game. You know, people often forget, like, you know, JJ put up some crazy numbers in college. Like, you know, he was, you know, he had a great career. And, you know, it was just, he was someone that I was like, man, he's a lot tougher to guard than you would think just watching him. He'd be like, oh, you know, I can be physical with him. You know, I can ride him off some of these screens. He doesn't handle as well as you think. And then in person, he's actually much better at it than you would think. <laughs> That's crazy. He must have been like wild to chase him because back, I remember watching him play and his shots he would shoot he would shoot five or six feet behind the three-point line too back he, in the day. <laughs> he definitely was uh one of those guys that really you know was taking those long threes even back then while shooting you know 90 from the free throw line like you know if you went to the free throw line you might as well just count those points he wasn't missing yeah that's good and what was it like too playing in duke like the cameron crazies and playing oh, it was it was intense um you know, Duke is one of those places like, you know, on TV, it's, you know, you see it and it looks so crazy, but then in person, it only holds like 5,000 people. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a high school gym, you know? So it's like, it's tricky, but I mean, it's, it gets very loud because they are obsessed with basketball in there. So it's like, you know, somewhere like, um, you know, the Dean Dome in Carolina and stuff, that place is so massive. It's so big. that That's like a wave of people when they, when they get loud, but uh, Duke is a different kind of loud. They're on top of you. Man, that's got that's gonna be a, a wild experience. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. You got it. So, uh, what influenced your decision to get into coaching? Like, what really swayed you to make the jump to become a coach? I think a lot of coaches that I played for, and you know, were always like, you know, Vernon, you know, you have such great leadership qualities, and you know, you're very knowledgeable of the game. I think that you know, when you're done playing, you'd make a great coach. And, you know, I was one of those guys that obviously I wanted to play professionally forever as long as I could. And, you know, when it got to the point where, you know, that wasn't something I was able to do anymore, I immediately knew I wanted to get into coaching. And um, I'm extremely thankful for Brad Brownell for giving me my first opportunity to, you know, actually start out as a GA at my former alma mater, you know, just to return back to Clemson. Um, you know, he gave me my first start. So, you know, I'm very grateful for that. And that's, um, you know, kind of, you know, what made me make the decision, like, man, something I want to do, and I can start back in my former college. It seems like it's on, it seems like things are going on the right path for me. Yeah, definitely. That, that's awesome. And that, that's crazy that you were able to get right into it for, back in college. But how did you end up, too, with the Mavs? You're a player development coach with the Mavs as well, too. What's it like to go from the GA and then, you know, work with yeah. coaching and then go right into working with the Mavs as well? That was um, – you know, something I just definitely didn't see, you know, happening as quick as it did. Um, very valuable. I mean, my time in Dallas, you know, was amazing. I had a great relationship. So Larry Shyatt was the head coach at Clemson who actually signed me to play at Clemson. And he was one of Rick Carlisle's assistants. Um, so he had known me since I was 16, just, you know, recruiting me. Uh, Melvin Hunt was a, an assistant under Mike Brown uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers when I was in training camp with them. So I had known Melvin Hunt for a long time as well. And um, so it was one of those things where that, you know, everybody over the Mavs organization, you know, had had a previous relationship with me, you know, whether it was early on through, you know, my middle twenties and, you know, they all thought that like, Hey, you know, we have some young guys coming in we have some young talent that, you know, we think you could really help develop and, 
you know, I built close relationships with all of those guys. I still talk to them you know, at least every other day. That's so cool. And what was, what's, uh, what's Dirk Kavinsky like and Wesley Matthews working with those guys? <laughs> <laughs> Matthews is awesome, man. He's one of those guys who's like, you know, if you're part of his camp, like he keeps you very close, you know, like even now, you know, summertime, he'll be like, burn, you know, let me fly you to LA for the weekend. You know, let's, let's do some stuff, you know, all week, you know, and I'll spend a week out in LA just, you know, training West. Uh, Dirk is just a, a character, man. He's, like, he's honestly the funniest, one of the funniest players I've ever been around, like hands down, like, and he, with his presence in the room to his comments, to his feedback, all of it is just, it's, it's hilarious. Like, he's truly funny. You would have no idea. That's, that's awesome. What was it like to just like working with him and shooting those one-legged jumpers that he always practiced? Like someone like that, that's like a legend that's been in the game. It, a legend. I mean, you would literally see him, you know, hit those same shots routinely in practice. You know what I mean? You know, with his right leg straight up, off one leg, off balance, contested. I mean, it wasn't a shot that was like a trick shot or a luck shot. Like he practiced that, he perfected it and you know, it was a, it was a high efficient shot. Like every time he shot it, you felt like it was going in, whether it was with defense on him or not and um, it was just unbelievable and even that late in his career to see him be able to get his shot off whenever he wanted you know it was it was special he, he was he it was awesome to watch and what do you think about Luca now oh man he's unbelievable I had a chance to watch him um the following year after he came in and work out and stuff and he's just so skilled I mean he's just like you know, that's that European side of the game that you know he has it's just like He's just so polished. He's so poised. Like you can't speed him up. He knows how to use his body very well. Um, knows how to create space. I mean, you, again, he's another guy who like there's no way, and he just you can't <laughs> do anything about it. He's unstoppable. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. So, uh, what has your time with LSU been? Has it been mostly good things? Any bad things? You know, it's just been great. Um, I knew when I took the position. So Coach Wade was actually, funny thing, he used to be the manager when I played at um, Clemson. Like, wash our jerseys, hang them up, you know. <laughs> so, like, you know, I knew when I was 18 that Will Wade was going to be my next boss. He's only two years older than me, you know. Wow. And uh, But he's a hardworking guy. Um, you know, I've known him for a long time. Um, one of the main reasons why I transitioned back to college was I knew the impact I was going to have. I knew we had some serious talent that Coach Wade just, you know, wanted someone to help push them over the top um, as far as with their development, you know, both on and off the court. Um, you know, we had a five-star, Trenton Wyford. He was a McDonald's All-American. Um, Cam Thomas should have been a McDonald's All-American, but, I mean, he came in and proved himself pretty well. He led the SEC in scoring as a freshman, number four in the nation. Um you know, he was someone, Javante and Darius Days, both highly recruited. Um, so I knew we had a very talented team and that, you know, we could go far. So overall, it was a great experience. Um, I can't think of a single moment this year that, you know, was one that was, you know, I didn't feel like we were a team or, you know, we needed to change anything. I mean, obviously, I felt like we should have beat Michigan. So that was a disappointing loss. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I definitely feel like we were better than them, but. You know, hat off to Juwan Howard. He's done a you know great, exceptional job in his first year there. But you know, that was the only downside to this year was um, you know a couple stretch of games this year that we dropped some bad ones. Um, you know, like at Georgia, you know, it was a bad loss. One that you know we felt like we could have had a better seating in the tournament if we had won those games. But we finished strong. And um, you yeah. know, Coach Wade, I mean, you know, we're the most you know we're the most winningest program in the SEC in the last three years. So I mean, he's come in and done a, a heck of a job, you know. So that's more than Kentucky, that's more than Bama, that's more than Arkansas.
Arkansas. So, you know, a lot of people don't like us, but I mean, that's what comes along with, with, with winning, you know? So, but yeah, I mean, we're excited. That's awesome. I love, I, I root for you guys. I root for you guys in football and as well as in basketball. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm a big LSU fan outside of the Rhode Island area. So uh, big, big, big uh, LSU fan, but what's it like too, as well, like working with Will Wade, that's a two part question, like working with Will Wade, who has just really flipped that program around and getting highly talented recruits to come to LSU. I feel like LSU had some, like a, a few down years. And then I feel like Will Wade kind of, change that program what's that like working for a guy that's just so like you know doing some great things at the program well one thing i'll say about will he's a hard worker like you know it's it's not you know i mean you know i'm obviously open to any questions you can ask you know nothing will make me uncomfortable okay. in everything you know like yeah will has you know will and i have a great relationship and you know will whether it's 2 a.m 4 a.m 6 a.m 10 p.m. It could be an offensive set, um, you know, from a Euroleague team that Will saw. He was like, hey, I think this would work. Like, I really like this. Like, I, I want to put this in tomorrow. Tell me what do you think about it. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I saw this kid. You know, tell me what do you think. Like, he's always thinking basketball. You know, like, it is on his mind literally 24-7. He's the only person that I've ever seen that, like, does not take a break from it. You know, like, it's literally he eats, sleeps, and breathes it. You know, I could go over to the gym right now you know, and he's going to be in there. He's like, what's up, Vern? You know, like, you know, he's going to sit down. He's like, we're going to end up having to watch something and talk about it. So I love that part about um, Will. Um, players coach, for sure. Um, will challenge you, you know, fiery, you know, will get after you, but all in ways to motivate you, never to put you down, never to, um, you know, to call you out. That's not really his style. Um, as far as recruiting, Will loves talent. He loves guys who can score. He's done a great job at, you know, putting Nas Reed in the NBA. He's going to get a, a very nice contract next. Tremont Waters was unstoppable while he was here. Um, obviously, Skylar Mays just got drafted last season. Cam will be – teams have him projected anywhere between, like, 6 and 26. So, you know, that could go either way as well as trending. You know, he's on board in that second round. So, you know, I think that once you get the ball rolling like that, you start putting guys in the NBA year after year after year, and you give them a lot of freedom offensively, <laughs> which yeah. he does do. You know, his camp took, you know, 20 shots a couple games as a freshman. You know, Trenton got him up. So, you know, we, we let you play. So I think some people look at our style of play and like, well, guys are getting to the NBA. Coach Wade is giving them, you know, pro-style offense allowed with some freedom. And I think they just end up liking it. We had a good staff. We will put together guys around them who have a lot of experience. Um, Bill Armstrong in the SEC, Nick, Kevin Nickelberry just as a head coach and an assistant coach. And Tasman Mitchell actually played on the Final Four team with the LSU, uh, who's on staff. So, you know, you got, you know, guys like myself who, you know, played at a high level in college and professionally. Taz did both. Nick's coached at both. BA's coached at both. And, you know, so I guess, you know, we're a little relatable as well to the players. It sounds like you guys have a great staff too. The guys yeah. you all played on the high level, and I think that's awesome. That probably relates to the the players as well too. And uh, what's also too, what was it like playing in the conference finals this year? I know it was a tough one to Alabama, but you guys, you know, be a good Arkansas team, and you almost beat an Alabama, a great Alabama team as well too. Yeah, I mean that that actually hurts more than Michigan. Try <laughs> <laughs> to forget about that one. Um, definitely uh, had the Alabama game. You know, you can't say one, but I mean, we were we we controlled the game majority of it. Uh, you know, we were free throw two away, a block out, you know, a stop, 
you know, when two guys ran into each other on a putback and just knocked it out of each other's hands that, you know, could have gave us an SEC championship ring, which I was ready to get fitted for. But, you know, hopefully, hopefully next year. But um, that, that was a, a very good game. I mean, we had a good year. I mean, um, you know, to be able to go places like to Missouri with them as well as they were playing down the stretch and win to go play Arkansas in the SEC tournament. I mean, that's a tough game to get to the conference championship. Like, yeah. we did not have an easy path. And, you know, we found a way to get there. And, you know, even from carrying over into that, and as good as Alabama, you know, was this year, um, and, you know, we, we struggled with them big time the first time. But by the time we played them that third time, we had a little bit more moxie, a little bit more swag, a little bit more confidence to us, you know, and, and guys were like, I promise you it's not going to go like that again. So, you know, we had that, we had that, you know, fight in us. And uh, NCAA tournament, big first round win, a lot bigger than what people realize. I mean, St. Bonaventure's at the end of the day won the 8-10 outright in the regular season and then won the conference championship. So, yeah, you know, that was a tough first round. I mean, for us to finish top three in the SEC and be an eighth seed was a little, you know, I, I didn't think we were eighth seed, especially if you look at us on paper, <laughs> we got some yeah. talent. But, you know, that's, that's that's on the committee. But, you know, we had a tough one, the first one. And, I mean, we just couldn't get away from Michigan. Like, we'd go up eight. Yeah. Back-to-back threes would be a two-point game. And they'd take the lead by four. We'd come back and go up one. And it just, you know, it was like that until about the three-minute, four-minute mark in the game. And then it just, you know, started to get a little bit away from us. But, you know, Cam had 18 at the half, you know, as a freshman. So, you know, it was a lot of highlights from the season. We had three out of our starting five on all SEC teams. So, you know, as a coach, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, your program, like LSU won, you know, they want to see you win a SEC championship or get to the title game. They want to see you do well in tournament. They want you to have all conference players. We did all three of those. So amazing yeah so it's a heck of a heck of a year during like a crazy crazy time so you, you can't really, right yeah you can't really beat beat that as well uh josh you have a, a question coach yeah is there anybody that really that you matched up with like on an opposing team that really just like amazed you or just like completely blew you away um i'm gonna be honest quinterly from alabama uh he didn't you know he's part of the whole jelly fam thing yeah uh, <laughs> that, that whole movement um he uh when we first played him the first time he was only five for 13 from three on the year so we were kind of like you know what we're gonna dare him to shoot a little bit and he made us pay for it and I don't know if it was because of us or what but he just took off and I mean he, he was SEC you know conference uh I mean excuse me SEC tournament player you know he won the MVP of that like he was unstoppable to guard I mean he, he was I was like wow you know he was at him you know, he was somebody, you know, Moody, he was a uh, freshman of the year for Arkansas. Um, you know, I work with Cam Thomas every day. So, you know, I'm going to be a little biased and say I was in awe of him, you know, because I, I think although he only shot 32, 33% from three this year, and it was a lot of volume. But when he gets an NBA workout, I've seen Cam make 27 straight in the right corner three before. You know, wow. I've seen him go 88 for 100 from three, like NBA threes, deep threes, not like college threes, like in a workout. So, you know, he's someone who I know will, uh, you know, do really special things. But um, I'm super excited. We just got Xavier Pinson. Um, he's another guy. Um, played in Missouri. Yep. We got him out the portal a couple of days ago. And, you know, he's a lot like Javante, um, you know, but also super athletic. Like, people are going to be really surprised. Um, we have one other guy. I can't put it out there yet that, um, you know, hopefully will be announcing that he's committed to us this week. And uh, 
that goes down. We got a pretty good backcourt coming in. So all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Exciting times at LSU. We'll see. You know Will. He's a, he's gonna pull something off. Mystery <laughs> going on. I'm sorry. A little bit of mystery going on. Yeah, a little mystery just for right now. <laughs> we'll be looking at the news for uh yeah, as well. Okay. Um, coach, what do you also what do you think about if you can answer this question, what do you think about the transfer portal and a lot of guys using the transfer portal now? I mean, I hear it's more guys than scholarships available at this point. Like, it's just people are just, you know, I, I think a lot of guys will end up going back to school. I think it's become the new cool thing to do, kind of like, you know, back when guys could declare and then go back to school, you know, some of it's for yeah. social media, for the hype, for the attention, you know, to post these new graphics committed somewhere. But <laughs> um, some of them, it's a better it's a better situation. You know, some of them, you know, committed to programs where their coach got fired. This gives them a chance to go stay within conference, you know, by other schools that recruited them where they can play right away. So it's an advantage for players. It's, it's stressful times for coaches, though, you know, yeah. like, oh, you're going to come back to school. You know, you need to replace this scholarship. But, you know, you also got to make sure that like, hey, before I replace it, is this player coming back? So, you know, I, I think it's I think this will be the last year of it to this degree. Uh, you know, I think with COVID and then get, everyone gets this year back, you know? So yeah. That's the part that, you know, kind of gives guys the freedom to do so. Yeah. But it hurts the high school kids because, you know, a lot of them you would normally recruit. Um, but, you know, if you can get you a senior point guard right now versus a senior high school point guard to replace your guard who just left, I'm going to go get a senior point guard, you know, just to yeah. have, you yeah. know, some more, uh, you know, experience in, the, in that area. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I completely understand that where those come from. I've been seeing that uh, the transfer portal, big thing. It seems like I figured I want to ask you and see what your experience with that. Josh, do you have any uh, other questions for Coach? Yeah, I gotta wonder what was the uh, the NCAA tournament like this year? Like, was it was it weird? Like, or like just a lot different? Uh, I, that it was so many teams um, between the two hotels. You know, at least for that first week um we had to quarantine the first two days we got there it was food in our rooms we weren't allowed to leave so you know that was obviously very different um you know kind of took away some of the fun of being able to just you know walk around in indy and take it all in and, you know yeah. you know have a hotel full of just lsu fans where the lobby is just like you know flooded with you know each team and you know fans are like going at it back and forth and, you know <laughs> like it's you know some of that rowdiness uh you know, it makes it so special. So that part was um, the only part that, you know, I'll be looking forward to getting back to some, you know, some sort of normalcy next year. But I did think that um, overall, you know, the NCAA did a great job, one, making it happen, because we didn't even have it last year. So just to be able to get back to, you know, being able to do that was major. Um, you know, you saw, I saw all the former coaches that I knew, you know, seeing Roy Williams one more time and have, you know, shake it hand and talk to him and you know hearing him say you know Vernon man you're a special player like man he used to give me havoc when I was you know when you played you know stuff like that and then you know seeing Roy retire like a month after you know like you know it's just moments like that that NCAA does bring those teams together where you know you get to see everybody in one place like if you're a young person looking to get into coaching um, you know usually you go down for the final four and the NCAA tournament because that's where coaches are interviewing for new jobs or every college coach is there, you know, looking for their next move. You can introduce yourself, get yourself started. I remember tracking Will Wade down, um, down in San Antonio, like, coach, I want to get into coaching. He'd be like, all right, all right, Vern, I got you. You know, you're like, no, coach, I'm serious. You know, you go somewhere else, I'll follow him there. 
And he's just like, God, like, yeah, I can't get rid of Vernon, you know? <laughs> and, you, know you know, some of these coaches want to know that you're serious, about, especially when you're a former player. You know, it's always like, are you done playing? You sure you don't want to play anymore? You sure you're ready for these type of hours? Because you go from being, you know, a player who's there an hour before and then practicing for two hours and then done for the day versus, all right, now let's go watch practice. Let's go break down film. Let's break down this guy's shot and chart. Let's go scout our opponents. Let's put together – it's totally different. So you really got to love it before you, you know, you really want to get into coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Some late nights uh, in the, yeah. in the coach's office for sure. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And like, you know, quick turnarounds, like the NCAA tournament, uh, you know, some of those games are quick turnarounds. So you got to go back to the hotel and it's like, you know, they're not, you, usually you're not playing a team that, you know, you've played throughout the year. So now you got to go prepare for them and get ready. So it's, it's quick. It's wild. That's going to be wild, too, to have, like, especially in the NCAA tournament, you get past the first round, you got to play a day, another day right after. So. Right after, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be wild. Uh, yeah. Coach, are you gonna, we got a few more questions for you, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, for, so I got to ask, too, because this is a question I want to know. Um, when you're in the late-night offices uh, with those late nights, what's the go-to takeout? Oh, man, Coach is usually going to order. <laughs> coach is a huge pizza guy um not really i mean he'll just he'll just order a bunch of stuff you know what i mean and, and he'll just have it sit um you know whether we have this kalachi place um you know we have this you know really good pita restaurant um that we have as well um and then uh tj ribs on campus they have everything so coach does his tv show there so he, anything on the menu there you know is a good options you know whether it's the quesadillas or the ribs anything they're good yeah that sounds awesome. Have you had any crawfish yet since you've been here? <laughs> I have. I actually had it for the first time. It still weirds me out a little bit. It's just <laughs> like, it's such a like, you know, like, hey, down here, you better, if it's out, you better have it, you know? Yeah. You better enjoy it. But I, I like it though. It's not bad. I'm just like, it's by the, like, it's literally like, I've never seen so many in my life. That's the creepy part. Yeah, watch out, watch out. If you can hang out with Coachella, you might buy you a bunch. So that's a handsome story. <laughs> I believe the crawfish boils down here are like, oh man, the next level. That's awesome. And uh, Coach, what do you look forward to, you know, coming up the extension upcoming years, being a part of LSU and being a part of a, such a, you know, great program? Yeah, I think uh, for us right now is to continue to advance. Um, you know, Coach Wade won a regular season SEC championship um, his first year. 2019 and last year we got to the conference championship um, game uh, which we hadn't been to in like 30 40 years so that was a major accomplishment and like I said to be a tip in the way you know it's heartbreaking but coach wants to put together a final four team that's how he looks at everything that's how he approaches it um, you know we felt like we had that this year when you look at a team like UCLA who just kind of stormed their way through and they weren't projected to do as well as they did but it happened yeah. And we felt like we had that level of talent. We felt like we had the matchups, um, despite like Michigan being a one seed. We felt good. You know, we felt like Big Big Ten basketball is you know a little slower pace than what we play. Like Coach Wade puts up 85, 90 points a game. Like we get out, we score. <laughs> We're gonna have a lot more possessions. A Big Ten game might be 68, 66. You know, SEC games are gonna be you know like you know 89 95 91 like you yeah. know so you know we felt like it wasn't a bad matchup so you know we do feel as if you know we can compete with any team in you know college basketball and we're gonna keep trying to put the pieces together um, to do so got a lot of got a lot of young talent yeah sure. that's, 
that's amazing. It's going to help you guys out down the line and look forward to LSU make that uh, final four push and maybe uh, for that championship as well, too. Absolutely. <laughs> that's awesome. Josh, you got any uh, questions for coach? Uh, yeah, just an in general question. What's your favorite thing to do outside of basketball? I love to travel. Um, I think I had a chance to play overseas. Like I played in Germany, Turkey, Dubai, Switzerland, Italy. Um, I coached in South Korea uh, briefly. Um, and, uh, you know, I played in the CBA out in China uh, where a lot of ex-NBA guys go. And, um, you know, so for me, when I have some free time from basketball, I do. I, I'm, I'm a little different than Coach Wade. I'm completely fine with getting away from it for a little bit. <laughs> Spending some time with my niece and nephew and my family. You know, I come from a very close family. So, when I can get away, if I can get a little time down in LA or Miami and link up with Wes and, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. and those guys, I'm, I'm going to go do it. That's for sure. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's amazing. You're able to do that. Uh, and last question for you, coach, I know you played a little bit in the NBA and had some time playing in the NBA as well, too. You played for Detroit and the Cavs. What was it like to be one play with that Detroit team that had like Hamilton and uh, yeah. ben, ben Wallace and those guys, and as well as to as play a part be part of a team of LeBron James as well. Oh, it was special. Um, ben Wallace is an amazing guy. I've known him for a long time, played in the Richmond Pro-Am um, on his team for a little while while it's expressed. And, you know, Ben has always been a mentor to me. And he's always spoken fairly highly of me as a player. You know, he thought I would be a great fit places I've been. So luckily Ben was at both stops that I was at. So that was very comfortable for me. Uh, Rip Hamilton to this day is one of my closest friends, came down to Miami and, you know, supported me. He lives down there when we played Miami when I was coaching at Clemson. Rip, not not related at all. Same last name, no relation. Um, uh, first day in training camp, he was like, you got your car out here? I was like, nah, I don't even have it. Took me to his house, gave me one of his cars and was like, here. You know, like not a lot of vets anymore who really just take you under their wing like that, who like, you know, it speaks volumes just about his character and, um, you know, how, how he was with me. Um, and uh, obviously the time with LeBron was unreal. I mean, he was just, you know, like you really, you walk in, you know, we were in the same class in high school, but, you know, at that point you're competing, you know, and when you, when you see him at this point, I remember when Cleveland asked me what number do I want? I was like, yo, can I get 23? Like just joking around. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Stop it. You know, like, I was like, yeah, no, no, no. But, um, you know, just when you walk in, it's like my locker was next to his. And I remember one time, you know, after a game, he had, he, had, he was just swarmed with interviews. I was just standing there in the towel. I couldn't even get to my locker. The amount of reporters are just like, like trying to talk to him. And, um, but I mean, his work ethic was unreal. I mean, and the way he takes care of his body, that's all true. He really puts all that time into, you know, his body, his fitness and working out. And uh, you know, just to watch his growth over the last couple of years has just been unbelievable. And he keeps his friends close, um, you know, his, and he's put them all in a position to be successful. And, you know, that's, you know, that says a lot about him too. So all around for me, it was just, you know, a great experience. I mean, it was one I'll never forget. I mean, Cleveland was very special just because, you know, those guys on that team, the hype behind that team, you know, LeBron being in his prime, you know, the year before he leaves to go to Miami, the following one, like it was a lot leading up to, you know, everything he had going on. So, you know, unbelievable times. That's awesome. That's so cool. You got to experience it. And so cool. You got to meet those guys and play those guys and actually be good friends now with Rip Hamilton. That's, that's just amazing. Yeah. Um, that's, that's so cool. I was a big Rip Hamilton guy when he played at UConn. To, yeah. uh, growing up. So, uh, <laughs> but coach, that's all the, uh, questions we have for you today i just want to say thank you so much for being on our show this has been awesome 
it was so much fun talking to you and getting to know you. And, uh, you know, you definitely can catch me at an LSU game, hopefully down the line. <laughs> I got you guys. Anytime you want to come down, let me know. It's, right. uh, it's yeah. a great place to be. And the, the PMAC is, is an exciting place to play in. We got a huge Shaquille O'Neal statue out front of him, breaking the backboard, shattering it. <laughs> so, you know, it's, 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 it's really nice. That's, that's awesome. Well, I, have to meet, I have to get down there and uh, we'll definitely let you know for sure if we make it down there for a game. Have you met Shaq as well, either way? Yeah, yeah. He comes to practice often. You know, his son Sharif is on our team. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Sharif yeah. on there, uh, big time, you know, recruit, uh, committed to UCLA and then uh, made a decision to come down here and play with us. He was hurt a lot this year, but, you know, he's another guy who, you know, as he's putting on some weight and you see it, Sharif can play and he's freakishly oh. athletic. Like, it's it's. A lot of that I don't want people to know yet. They just yeah. had to see it. You know, I don't want them to scout for him yet. But yeah, Sharif is special for sure. You know, he's not somebody who, you know, and one thing that's so special about Sharif is that for his mother and his father both to be as successful as they are, he's open to learning every day. Great kid. That's awesome. That's that's amazing. Yeah, we'll we'll cut some of the parts where you say you're special, so no one will find out. <laughs> right. <laughs> and on top of that, Sharif, Sharif has two lockers because that's how many Kobe's he's has. It's unreal. His shoe, his shoe collection is. I've never seen anything like it in my life. I can't he can wear a different shoe for the entire basketball season if he wanted to. That that's that's amazing. I can only imagine. I mean, when your dad's Shaq, I'm yeah. sure you get all all these awesome shoes. Sharif, you know, if you're listening, I know you're a big fan of the Rody Runback. Uh, send us some, you know, Kobe's or some shoes. No doubt. Know. <laughs> I got you, man. All right, well, Coach, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. that. Was a lot of fun, and uh, I appreciate your time. Same guys, and hit me up. Anything you know you need, you know, I'll make happen. You know, anything you know, any other players, anybody that you know you'd like to try and get on the show, you know, I'll do everything I can to try and make that happen. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thanks, coach. All right, y'all.